It's finally finished, but we're still stuck in supernatural purgatory. This podcast is a rewatch of all 15 seasons, and hopefully our way to finally escape this show. Join us once a week for a fun, informal discussion on each episode, and leave comments on any specific upcoming plot points you'd like us to discuss. Here we are. Yes. Salvation. I'm surprised it's got an 8.9, because it's not very... I mean, it's... I don't think it's very story heavy because it's a, it's a lead up episode. It's not, there's nothing that, in it that's supposed to like do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, 8, 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, yeah, I was surprised it got rated so highly. It was, I guess it was main plot heavy and you're right. It kind of nothing happened because now everything's going to happen in the next episode almost. So the writers on this episode were Sarah Gamble and Ryle Tucker, and it was directed by Robert Singer. So they've got the the main the main people yeah. <laughs> on this one. I I cannot describe to you what a punch to the gut <laughs> hearing <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I'm not saying the whole I it like <gasps> I wasn't expecting it. And it was a visceral reaction, and I, I had to stop. <laughs> so, that's not on the Netflix version. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I got the road so far, which I was like, oh, that's cool that it's the first time that we're seeing this. But it wasn't Kansas. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't Kansas. Did they take Kansas from you? They did. Oh, I'm so pissed. I am beyond pissed. What song was it? I don't even know. It wasn't good. Because I, I know it definitely wasn't Kansas because I got uh, I got the exact same reaction when it accidentally played at the end of Anchorman. Like, it was a horrible... <laughs> I was getting tattooed at the time and I, my, I started crying and my tattoo artist looked at me and was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I was like... <laughs> You can't. No, we cannot get into this. Turns out he also watches Supernatural and kind of understands frustration, but not really. Because he's only in season nine. Oh. But still, I was like, full on tears down my face. <laughs> I had to like, call a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know what song it was. Let me have a look. Oh my God. They actually didn't. Okay. They actually. Okay. So yes, Netflix did replace Carry On Way With Some by Kansas with Calling by Sober Skin. Never heard of that song. Ugh. Yeah, it's not, it was not good a song. Wait, but does that mean you're going to get to listen to the Kansas song for the end of this season? They can't take that I don't that think out. so. I, they... I think they did. Because, I mean, for, for the later episodes, I know it was definitely in there because I remember it was 15... Oh, no, wait a minute. I watched the last season on the CW <gasps> so obviously they had the music no late in later seasons they they definitely have Kansas because I did catch up on Netflix mm-hmm. before season 15 came out and okay. it did have White Wayward Sun on it so why not for season one this is so weird <sighs> to me okay I don't know anyway oh um yes but it was a full moment i can't i can't listen i can't listen to it it's it's ruined for me it's it's ruined 
<laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Forever. There's, there's no, there is no going back to like not having emotional distress over that song. <laughs> oh, you're completely right. Yeah. So there was a full recap. They did the road so far because this is te- this is a two part episode, uh, really. Um, so they had the full montage of what's happened so far in season one, and mm-hmm. it was good. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the montage. I did not enjoy the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. It was it like if you are living at that time, it kind of makes sense to why you'd want to recap mm-hmm. so much. But I feel like we also analyze it every week, so we can't. I feel like I didn't really forget any of these episodes anymore. Though saying that, ask me what happened in I don't know episode sixteen. I'll be like, what? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> like right now, I don't even remember what that episode name was. So. Uh, I yeah. I like to. I the thing is, I I do like the road so far montages because they're just so like. They're so emotional to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think. I think it's a conditioned reaction at this point. <laughs> it's been fifteen years. I think. I I have been conditioned uh, like a la Pavlov's dog, to have an emotional response to that Kansas song. So any montage that you're going to show with that music will have emotional weight for me. Yeah, except definitely. the very last one. <laughs> no emotion there. Very last one in terms of fifteen nineteen or fifteen twenty. Because I don't remember it being okay. Yeah, mm. no, that that elicits a different kind of response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, yes. oh. I'm I'm really sad that they got cut out because that, that would have been as horrible as a reaction I probably would have had. It still would have been nice to be able to have that reaction. Yeah. Because like I said, like, I mean, I guess I got to concentrate more on the what was being shown in the montage. But still, it was just like, I know that was a moment taken from me and I, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I want my money back, Netflix. Like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of curious to... I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go check out like a later season. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain they had Kansas in a later season. We'll see. I'm waiting for that Blu-ray set, <laughs> and hopefully it has the right music because <laughs> this sucks. I'm not gonna yeah, lie, this it, sucks. It sucks. Oh, okay. Well, with the road so far montage, I say let's get into it. Yes. So they start off in Blue Earth, Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and they're in some sort of church, and we see the candles start to blow out, and Meg walks into the church, and she sort of does her whole innocent, like, <laughs> I'm a lost little girl, can you help me, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because she asks, she, we see the priest, or pastor, he's just sort of being there for counsel. And he says this line, like he says the name of the episode. This na- the name of the episode actually comes up twice, which I think is kind of funny. I yeah. think everybody says it. I think everybody says it in this episode. I like to say, salvation was created for sinners. Isn't that yeah. nice? 
Um, <laughs> and then we actually see like Meg's eyes turn completely black. Like you can't see any white now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I t- thought was which is pretty cool. I still I think that's the first time it's been like that. I think the pilot um in Phantom Traveler only had black irises. I don't think the sclera went black. And then I don't see I I still not sure if they turned her eyes black at the end of Shadow. Like it's too dark to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, it was really I oh it was cool to see. I I've missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times have you seen it after this point? Like, it's a lot. It's still kind of, again, like I'm talking about visceral reactions here. Like it's it's good. I, mm-hmm. I have a story. I was at a convention, oh, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. And I got, it was really early in the morning, like really early. I don't know if anyone's ever been to conventions, but you know how early in the morning it was. And I got into a lift and there was another girl there and she was kind of like looking away. I didn't really see her. And then when she turned to me, she had like black sclera lenses in and I managed to, I, I managed to keep my cool, but I felt like a frisson of like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I think, was I there for that one? Because I feel like you told me that story like as it happened. Uh, you may have like, been, yeah. You may have been. I think you went down to go like, go get breakfast because i was okay. i was we shared the, your the room that you'd gotten so we were like can i go down for breakfast or not so i think that's what would happen you'd gone down to get food yeah and brought it back up and you told me that story <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious supernatural conventions are the best the, the cosplays are, are really good really good yeah. but yeah, it, it, yeah. It, seeing demon eyes always makes me think of that moment so uh, like shout out to that girl in that lift you made an impression on me that has lasted <laughs> <laughs> also oh, you looked really cool well done <laughs> in this episode there was something like i realized meg is actually pretty powerful in her own right yes. like because she manages to come into a a church which yes. is hallowed ground which at this point we don't really know too much about like demon lore uh, but you know we're we're picking up the knowledge so that they can't usually go on hallowed ground so i don't know it was just it was really cool to see like this really strong demon so the the priest is like oh i know who you are and runs away to his like secret dungeon um dungeon his secret <laughs> hunter lair in yes. like this locked area also is her name meg like oh. her demon name meg or is it her her body that she's possessing named meg is it her is her body who she's possessing because they they look her up right and she actually does exist that's true so we never actually know what her like demon name is right no oh my gosh this blew my mind (laughs) I, i guess when meg hops bodies she just takes that identity with her i mean you know we learn a bit about how demons come about later on and i guess it you know some demons would want to leave their other identity behind but you would think that other demons would call her by her demon name (laughs) right yes so pastor jim he goes to his basement and it's obviously he's a hunter like he has all the papers 
he has <laughs> he has a knife <laughs> um <laughs> this was really cool i really liked it like he threw the knife at her and like she caught it mm-hmm. like meg kind of asks him like you know i'm looking for the winchesters and he said that he hasn't spoken to john winchester in a year i think and that he doesn't know where he is and she says like i know and kills him so he's just being used as bait or mm-hmm. yeah it's bait right but she is ruthless she is absolutely ruthless she just watches him die mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again she's a demon so it's, it's a lot. they're not exactly known to be <laughs> good people <laughs> no i think it's really interesting to see meg here because like she definitely does change and like uh, yeah i'm mm. looking forward to comparing her to later meg because she changes but actually to be honest not that much not much i think the homicide homicidal tendencies mm-hmm. are dialed back a little bit yeah but really not by much if someone's <laughs> in her way she will take them out <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> which is how she is now but like is less senseless i guess I think so. She clearly has some kind of mission that she's on. Yeah. So, yeah. It was good to see Meg well, again. Yeah, and it kind of, I feel like it harks back to what I was saying with that she, she may have been grateful to the Winchester as to what they're about to do. Mm. So, mm. anyway. So we are back in Manning, Colorado, which if you remember from last week, was where Dead Man's Blood took place. So that she's still this sort of in real time. So no time has passed since the previous yeah. week. Which we've only ever seen one other time, and that was at the mid-season finale. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting to see. And also, it it really doesn't come up that often. I guess in TV in general, but definitely not in this series, where they're in one place for more than one episode. Yeah. Not until, like, much later on when they get, like, the bunker. And that's because it's their place of, like, command center, basically. And there's sort of, like, a, a montage again of, like, clippings from a from books and newspapers and all these mm-hmm. kind of different symbols i don't know it's it's very it's a little it was a little disoriented i guess i mean at, at the same time i couldn't really concentrate <laughs> at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a lot of stuff on the walls it's all just like hunter stuff i mean we kind of saw a lot of it in the last episode in elkin's cabin and it's mm-hmm. you know it's all relating to like if you catch glimpses of things like cattle deaths and lightning storms and all this kind of stuff so yeah you know it i think it's just giving you a sense that they're still in elkin's cabin essentially and i also think they used it as a way to explain when john starts talking it's very clear that he's just sort of ex- sort of explained what was on the walls to, yes. that, uh, to sam and dean like mm-hmm. he explained his theories of who the demon is and then we, we kind of get into like all of these signs which you've just seen like plastered around started up again about a year ago and the demon's doing the same thing that he did yeah. 22 years ago. He's going to be ba- like babies who are exactly six months old. And then the the house burns down. Like the wife dies mm-hmm. and the, the house burns. And it was kind of good to see that like Sam has kind of let go of some of the guilt. Like he's accepted that it's not necessarily his fault, but he still feels like it's his problem. So we get the line... What happened to them is not your fault. Yeah, you're right. It's not my fault, but it's my problem. No, it's not your problem. It's our problem. I li- I really like Dean's response. It was really good. It was really good. Like understanding that you can share responsibility and like mm-hmm. share your burden 
which yeah. John clearly has not instilled in his <laughs> sons. They don't do yeah. it enough. They don't shoulder the burden together enough, I feel, sometimes. And I, I think it's really interesting here that Dean says it because there's so many times later on that they go off on their own or they make decisions yeah. by themselves and it lands them in trouble. And maybe if they made those decisions together, kind of like they do in this episode, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone so badly. Yeah. I mean, definitely there's there's things that are learned in this in this episode which yeah just don't carry over for the next no. for the next 14 seasons like none of it none of it is carried over <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad like oh made me mad made me so mad I, I know and like you know sam is pretty angry about this because this stuff is still going on there's still fires there's still like things happening with babies and it's been a long time so you know, John kind of says that he's been tracking this. And this is where, so it was interesting to see, this is why we needed that episode, Something Wicked, right? Because that was an example of John not getting it right. He, you know, and that he wasn't infallible. And then what he says here, that he's like never gotten there in time to save anyone, like Mm -hmm. from these fires that he's tracking it shows that like yes they are high like holding him to a massively high standard that he does really not are. meet not at all I, i'm guessing this is where like dean's attitude is coming back because he's starting to realize that while john is like cunning and good at hunting he's not he's not god <laughs> um <laughs> oh. yeah i know i know i hate i hate to say it this way but it's 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 showing his human side yeah exactly i feel like we you don't like i mentioned before the the parallels between like god and john don't come until like much later on mm-hmm. and it really is only through a rewatch that you start to really see it i think so uh, they can have intentionally written it this way from season one again no how do things fall so into place in Supernatural when they clearly weren't intended? It's, <laughs> I mean, to go back to the to the meta narrative, like it's, the story really did take its own path. <laughs> you know, there are just, just things that work too perfectly that I've never come across in any other tv show or any kind of media where it's kind of been done accidentally you know yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes um yeah we find out here that that john isn't he he makes mistakes he's not been able to track these he's been trying to do it for like i guess almost a year so he says he's been following demonic signs like some of the things that are on the walls are things like temperature differences um, like cold spots and things kind of sounds a bit like ghosts like mm-hmm. storms as well are mentioned a lot and I think that comes up again a lot also and but and then he says that he had noticed that the same things had happened in Lawrence and Palo Alto so that's where Jessica died and these signs they're starting again where Salvation Iowa which is the name of the episode this this idea that all these phenomena happen when a demon comes to earth Mm -hmm. really 
it does it does and it doesn't get dropped because it i think of like a couple of episodes i think even like in the next season mm-hmm. where but when when it comes to like you know all the the angel and demon battles that happen like a little yeah. earlier that it you don't hear of this anymore and i'm wondering if it's because of something that gets said in a little bit because they, they kind of suspect that meg is a demon a little yeah. in a little bit later on they say something like she's a demon or she's possessed by one mm-hmm. that implies that demons can come to earth and have a body which is <laughs> what i feel like are the demon that they're, they're hunting is so that that would be the reason why there'd be storms and stuff right that's that's the only way that i can think of because with other demons when they possess a body like nothing happens and they're low level demons and they don't have a lot of power but mm. this is i don't know i think it doesn't happen with low level demons mm. because they didn't get the same signs when meg appears and i know she said like she's a heavy hitter but there's a hierarchy right we see it later with other with the, it's definitely brought up again with other demons and people and uh, things I think it depends on the power of the demon in the hierarchy. I think the line between possession and whether or not it's a demon is a like fundamental misunderstanding on their part. I don't think they know too much about demons at this point. If you yeah. think about Pastor Jim, he didn't have like he knows what demons are, but he didn't have anything in his like hunter's lair that could stop it or slow it down. He didn't have a devil's trap. You know, he didn't have... Yeah, they don't know any of that yet. Yeah. So, I mean, John shows a bit later on that he does know some stuff, but it seems on the fly. I think there's just not enough research here. So I I think maybe they don't know how demons operate on Earth at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, for for the longest time, they didn't even know what they were hunting. Like, they didn't Mm -hmm. know it was a demon that they were hunting, that killed Mary. So, like, in phantom traveler dean didn't even think demons existed nope. not really exactly um, so i think this is all pretty <laughs> new knowledge because I, I don't know when john found out it was demons my guess is that this is really the first time that he's even come face to face with the demon yeah uh yeah i mean yeah pastor jim for sure i don't know about john i don't know how many demons he's he's seen yet i mean mm-hmm. he didn't even really see meg so maybe yeah this is not he's not come across any so far because he's yeah. been trying to avoid them so mm-hmm. hmm. yeah he may not have actually encountered any so yeah it's a there's a lot here like yeah <laughs> the demons. like it's, it's weird because like you're right it's inconsistent with later seasons but i think that partly it's down to them not knowing and also the writers not knowing how they wanted demons yeah. to be yet either yeah, yeah definitely there's there's definitely a lot of that in this anyway let's get back <laughs> <laughs> we there's i feel like there's going to be a lot of tangents in this just because in terms of like it's very plot heavy but at the same time like nothing really happens so <laughs> my mind wandered a lot in this episode <laughs> exactly so we see them entering Salvation, Iowa, by going past the sign that says that you're leaving Salvation, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was funny. And the, the thing on the sign that says, are you ready for Judgment Day? 
there's a Bible verse there which is JW227, which is not real, does not exist. It's, it's not a Bible verse. And I no. just thought, is, is, is the JW for John Winchester? <laughs> that that has been like i did look it up and that seems to be the general consensus but like what does 227 mean like what would that refer to because there's no there's no book in the bible that is jw which just doesn't exist so there is a john 227 so yeah this it basically says like but the anointing that you receive from him abides in you and you have no need that anyone should teach you but as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie just as it taught you abide in him i think the first line's interesting the anointing that you receive from him abides in you like maybe that could be relating to sam oh <laughs> oh god yeah um, i mean that would make sense especially like are you ready for judgment day hell yeah that makes sense it makes sense but I yeah, I don't know how much they've written by this point of like season three, four. Anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I think that first line. I think it could be related to Sam. I can't believe I'm reading Bible verse on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen eventually, surely. True. Um, yeah. Oh, so that's, that is interesting. It's yeah, it's, it's interesting. Ooh. But it's mm. interesting that they put JW as well. Like, so if it is John 227, why would you add the W to make it like John Winchester? To, I'm like, <laughs> Well, so I read that it's a message for John. They added it for a reason. That's the thing. I just, yeah, I, I don't have any concrete did. theories on this. Oh, if you have a concrete theory on this, let me know. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we need to know what the fan, like, We've already sort of spoken about what the fandom was like in season one, mm-hmm. but we we definitely need to know like what happened. Mm-hmm. So how did how did you explain your theories to each other? Where <laughs> where are the I want to find that I want to find that supernatural website. You know, is there is going to be that one that has like yeah. everything? It's probably gone by now, but like oh, it'll be amazing. <laughs> so. <laughs> As they're driving down the road, uh, John suddenly pulls off the road into like a wooded area and he gets out of his truck and sort of slaps it and it's like, son of a bitch. He's like, okay, <laughs> okay, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that he just got a call from Caleb, who's been mentioned a few times by Dean mostly, sort of looking him up. And he told him that Pastor Jim is dead and that mm-hmm. it was caused by something demonic. I said here, John seems frantic, almost panicky. He seems... Definitely. Mm-hmm. He seems more concerned about his friends and his, like, hunter buddies Ooh. than his family. I said oh, it. Oh, you said it. I said it. <laughs> you're right as well. You should say it because you're right. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the concern. Because I would say, like, you know, Dean and Sam get out of the car... Dean is almost looking at him like he doesn't recognize the emotion on... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> All that hurts. Like, yeah, he's, he's looking at him like he doesn't recognize the guy in front of him. Like, why are you so afraid? Like, what mm-hmm. what's going on? You know, after this, John kind of goes into, like, mission mode. And he says that in Salvation, there are three health centers. 
and they he wants them to split up separately and go find out about all the six month old babies in this town that's hundreds of names like sam's like what he says to them just like get it done so i said like when he's talking about pastor jim i really did think that john was going to start crying yeah no i could see that and so this this also is what got, got me like he was ready to jump into action mm-hmm. like straight away mm. because of other people whereas like when it was his sons see now there is also the element of the fact like that they know it's a demon and that's what they're hunting so that mm-hmm. is probably more why he's frantic versus like oh it's a ghost <laughs> as bad as that sounds <laughs> yeah yeah but even still like it's very inconsistent <laughs> yeah so as they're driving like, as they're about to drive off dean kind of makes a gesture like are you okay you know because like mm-hmm. i said i think he's a bit like what's going on and john oh the line he says here Dad. yeah it's jim you know i can't this ends now I'm ending it. I don't care what it takes. I don't know how to feel about that line. Like it just it it, it sounds really familiar. Like it's so familiar. <sighs> I because I, I I made a note of the exact same line, and this is basically the Winchester mindset. This is this is it. This is we 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 do it no matter what. Okay though. Okay though. Okay though. Is it though? All right, and I I want I will, I'll maybe bring this up a little bit later because there's a conversation that is had and like is this is this the winchester mindset or is this the john winchester mindset this is the john winchester mindset this is definitely the john winchester i think it comes down to like as much as he cares about his sons Mm -hmm. i think he's also ready to like leave them be yeah anyway i'm gonna just leave that there (laughs) (laughs) so the next sort of scenes are kind of just cut between them very quickly as it shows they go do their separate tasks and it it sort of shows a little bit of their character in each of them which I thought was really nice John rocks up to a hospital and you see him in his truck like going through his glove box and he pulls out a fake ID for the hospital he's kind of going to do it that way we see Sam in a a library it looks like or some kind of records room um, looking at birth certificates so you know he's the researchy one mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you see dean flirting with a receptionist pretending to be a policeman and i mean if that isn't dean i don't know who is um <laughs> can i just say one thing go ahead the way he says oh god yes hi is there anything i can do for you oh god yes <laughs> oh my goodness if, if a guy has never said that to you in your life I'm that needs to change can we make that like a can we make that a thing that your your partner at one point in their life has to to say that to you in a way that they just want to get it on with you (laughs) yeah look I I know there are men listening to our podcast because I see the stats um voice your own desires you know it's it's good (laughs) yeah definitely be vocal we enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) this took a 
turn that I wasn't expecting, but I'm really enjoying. Okay. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyway. Um, it's, it's, has my fever come back or is it like just me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, like, this is fully like, I could, I could tell the right. Like Annabelle got her vaccine before we did this. So this might just be a fever dream. Like It could all be know. a fever dream. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, my fever did go over a hundred, so it was oh, man. Whoa. It was man. bad. It was bad. <laughs> so we see Sam come out of the records place, wherever he is, and as he's coming out, he gets a vision, and it kind of answered my question as to what happened when Sam gets visions, because he just kind of gets a really bad headache, and it seems to sort of flash yeah. up um, in his mind. And he's seeing like a mother and a baby, you know, it's obvious what he's seeing. Like he's seeing the the demon situation happening. He does manage to glean some information that this house is near a train track. So he's kind of able to pinpoint its location vaguely through a map that he has. So it's it's useful. Definitely. So what I, I kind of don't... Like obviously this hasn't come up in since Nightmare. Mm-hmm. His visions and stuff. So they probably haven't told John about it yet. No. But John knows something because of what Missouri said to him in home. He said like cause she even mentions with his gifts, I'm surprised he couldn't sense you here. Right? Ooh. You're right. I wait. But then how does John? Okay. But then John's reaction in like in a few in a couple of scenes is like you already know something's going up. Like yeah, you're right. I I forgot that conversation with Missouri. She definitely. Yeah, John Winchester. No, I'm like I'm really confused now. I'm like wait wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the only thing that I can really think of mm-hmm. as to why is like why this is happening this way is either John has to act like he doesn't know so he gives the response that they uh, think he they would have yeah. or this was just a writer's issue <laughs> and they just kind of ignored it because I feel like Missouri was supposed to have a bigger part than she actually ever does yeah I think so too so the fact that like she never comes back or she does but way later I think it was more just like that they decided to ignore it. <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably more likely the case. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Okay. This is the only explanation I can give that makes sense, like canonically, is that, yes, she mentioned that he had gifts, but uh, maybe John doesn't realize the extent of it. And this mm-hmm. has kind of shown that it's escalated further than he thought it had. And that's why he's mad about it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Because obviously he's he accepts that people have good people can have powers like Missouri, Mm -hmm. and he's okay with that. So he's probably like, oh, that's cool that my son can, I don't know, have can see not see things, but um, yeah, is tapped into the supernatural. Yeah, that was an inconsistency that I didn't know. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, That's that Mm. makes that next when that comes up. Interesting. So Sam uses this vision 
to go and find this lady. And he finds her fairly easily, to be fair, because he recognizes the house from his vision as he's wandering yeah. around. He finds out her name is Monica and she has baby Rosie with her. You know, he kind of goes up and introduces himself, kind of, you know, finds out the information from her that he needs to find that the, the baby is six months old, just as they were expecting. Like, is, to the day she's six yeah. months old. <laughs> which is, it, which is, means that it would be going down that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Sam does a good job here. I think he comes across like endearingly enough that you could believe that he just moved down the street. It is a little bit weird, but she, like, I think Monica just kind of feels a bit more sorry for him rather than like, this is this guy's a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, he he definitely has this like, this sense about him. Like, you, he's acting as if he's lost a child almost. If you, I don't know, that's how it kind of came across mm. to me because he's like, you know, take care of yourself and like, asking about the baby and all this other stuff like yeah. he he truly does care about them i wrote here this is this is where they really needed a sister because <laughs> i feel like if a woman had approached her it would, might have been a little bit easier <laughs> i mean yeah you know society wise yes you're right they would have been good yeah I, like he clearly is struggling here with telling her the truth i mean eventually he chooses not to but it's funny when they choose to tell people when they don't choose to tell people. I I was surprised when he told Sarah in Provenance, like, the truth. Although it was helpful, you know, she helped them out a lot. But I wonder if he made that decision then because he was still regretting not telling Jess. So that he seems to want to tell the people close to, like, who get close to him now, but not general public, if that makes sense. Yeah, but also they tend to tell people who are in like almost immediate danger Mm. or can cause immediate danger so with sarah it was you know about the painting like they can't get rid of the painting because it's dangerous yeah and Um, she had seen it as well move (laughs) right exactly like and like she just seen like a dead body like dead Mm -hmm. body versus supernatural like i feel like you would kind of want to know what's going on and i also think of like wendigo telling them what was going on but that was because they were in immediate danger this this woman is in immediate danger like he knows that it's coming that night and yet he doesn't tell her but i think it would make things harder later on if he came across as i don't know a crazy person now yeah and and while yes she's in immediate danger they still have time like they know it's coming at night and it's still daytime whereas the other things are like it's happening at that moment like especially like wendigo like they were in the forest with it like it could attack at any time whereas this in this situation he can see it's coming Mm. and potentially like i said have have time to sort of formulate a plan to to never expose them to it basically I, i guess they they probably don't want people to know so that people are not exposed um, yeah, and it is is it is the same with with Michael in Something Wicked. They they told him all the truth, but I mean that was to help them. It's it's just um, interesting to me when they choose to tell people when they don't. Yeah, but I think this definitely. was the right call here. I mean, oh yeah. As as he walks away, he kind of gets another headache, and the whole sequence plays out. Which I, mm-hmm. okay, I got I have two things to say about this. First of all. What's the deal with the ladies wearing white nightgowns? Because I it was Mary. Know. When he sees Jess on the side of the road, she's wearing a white nightgown, despite the fact she didn't die in one. 
Mm-hmm. And now this Monica lady. It brings back to mind. Okay. It brings back to mind burning witches. I don't know oh. why. And I guess all these women did catch fire or were going to catch fire. And I don't know why, but that image of like, I guess you're thinking like witch trials and things in like a white shift, it brings back to mind burning witches. I I don't know why they chose that as a stylistic thing. I mean, obviously there's the whole white of being innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but before, the thing that caught my eye was the was the hanging on to like the clown oh yeah mobile <laughs> thing that was the second thing is this why sam's scared of clowns <laughs> no so we, he, it's because of him being left alone in like a chuck e yeah, cheese but yeah. it's clown themed but yeah like, so i was like <laughs> I re- we don't we don't know what sam's fears are yet but like clowns <laughs> we could guess yeah 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 so but going back to the nightgown thing this this also this sequence also brought to mind like why is it the abdomen slash like womb area that starts yeah. gets slashed open essentially because it's almost like they get stabbed in the gut and like dragged up to the ceiling yeah but it's like but they're women and they've had a baby not obviously not in jessica's case but like for all the other mother all the yeah all the other mothers yeah um, that have been attached by this demon this is his signature i don't know if they ever explain that and i i feel like they don't i mean i could be wrong because like i said this i'm excited to watch season two because i remember nothing Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i'm wondering if that that is ever explained i don't think it is either i I, it i guess it's a choice on the demon's part but like what is it actually saying i mean Mm -hmm. i think this goes back to the fact that like in especially in these early seasons Supernatural really reduces women into like very defined categories. And these Mm -hmm. categories for, I guess, like Mary, Monica, Jessica, all those people, they're mothers in a sense. And again, I know you said Jessica wasn't, but she's she's got dead wife syndrome (laughs) in that we know nothing about her, but other than the fact that she was in a relationship with Sam and she died. And really it's the same we know nothing about these women except their mothers and it's kind of a a visual cue i guess of stabbing them in the stomach it's so weird could we like psychologically analyze the writer <laughs> yeah right Kripke, what's going on there what what's what the issue <laughs> <laughs> obviously cuz even even when we find out why mary was like why this happened to mary it still doesn't really make sense. The only other thing I can think of is almost like a power move. Okay, hear me out. This demon, I mean, we find out later on kind of what's going on here, and but it was, it was almost taking ownership of these children, right? And it's kind of like, it's kind of saying to these women, like, these children don't belong to you anymore. Why is this so deep? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to because, like, there's no answer. Like, you just can't. Yeah. Because it, it is a choice and there, there has to be a reason for this choice. Because they could have, at the same time, at the same time. Yeah. When you get stabbed in the gut, you don't die, like, instantly. Whereas mm. if you. Because I feel like it, it was like a choice. It's like you either get stabbed in the heart, but then you're dead. 
so yeah. it doesn't make sense for everything else to happen mm-hmm. and i feel like if they if they pinned the arms and legs that's too much like jesus so they didn't really <laughs> want to go in that direction yeah so like the gut it seems like the most like obvious choice for like the visual effect that they wanted to go for so it, it could really have just been that simple <laughs> i guess so i, I- yeah but it's a it's a choice it's a weird one women are done dirty yeah. on supernatural generally too much so. time. yeah okay so back at the motel dean and jonas are sat together and i just put like they're mirroring each other like the way they're sat they look the same and mm-hmm. sam is kind of sat apart and i just i like the framing of that he's telling john about the vision that he had and Dean is backing him up, like, no, this is actually a real thing. We've seen it happen and it works. They're legit. Yeah. Because John initially doesn't believe that it means anything. Mm-hmm. Again, like, okay, fine. I liked the, I guess it's blo- is it called blocking, like how they move in this scene. Because initially Dean is sat with John and like Sam is set apart talking about his visions. While Dean is kind of backing him up. But then once John starts to get kind of defensive about it, like, Dean stands up and walks like behind Sam. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like unconscious backup. It's, yeah, definitely. So this whole conversation is kind of interesting. I mean, because John's like, you, your brother's having visions, you call me. All right, something like this starts happening to your brother, you pick up the phone and you call me. Call you? Are you kidding me? And I called you from Lawrence. All right, Sam called you when I was dying. I mean, getting you on the phone, I got a better chance of winning the lottery. And I was like, hell yeah, you go, Dean. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because they did call him. They And he didn't come for when they were in Lawrence, in home. And when Dean was dying. Like, we've mentioned this before. And I <laughs> yeah. love the fact that they brought it up. I just, And they confronted I, him about it. And he didn't have an answer. Not really. He kind of was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but that was it. That was literally it. Like, there was nothing. He does, okay, he does admit, like, he, he kind of does admit he didn't he didn't he was not there for his son so why would you think that because sam's having visions that he would show up for that i mean i was so happy when this happened because i forgot and when he said like why didn't you call him and i i was like i i, I moved my head to like look at dean on the screen like what are you gonna say <laughs> like i was well invested in it. like and when he said like i did call you I just went, oh. <laughs> like, I was so happy. I was like, yes, you tell him. You tell yeah. him. Wow. But I would say John does look remorseful. Like, he, yeah. he knows he's messed up here. Again, you know you've messed up as Dean's telling you you've messed up. Like, that's John's yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm. I mean, he, he says he doesn't like his new tone. Well, I'm not real crazy about this new Tony ears. You're right. I'm sorry. But I was just like, you know what? I'm going to use my one. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got his personality back. Like, this is who Dean Winchester is. Like, he's yes. not a pushover. He he has his own mind. So, of course, like, he's going to tell you off. Like, you, you had no reaction to everything that's happened in the past year to your sons. No. <laughs> you don't get to have this little freak out (laughs) the worst thing is is that it's like he hasn't even spoken to them about it he hasn't even asked dean what happened during faith when he almost died like Mm -hmm. he hasn't talked to them about what happened during home when they had to go back to their old house because 
when Dean's bringing this up, he has nothing to say, and you know they haven't talked about it. Oh, like, God, you no. just know. <laughs> Can you... I can't even imagine what that conversation is, especially with Faith. I don't think they would want to talk about it to John because John would have a conniption. Let's be real. I I just think of how Dean reacted in that episode because if we're we're thinking that, you know, Dean is imitating John, especially in those Mm -hmm. beginning episodes, like he was livid when he found out that someone else died in his place. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't, that would be exactly what John's response would be. It's like, you know, we're here to save people, not kill people. Oh my gosh, I can't, (laughs) I can't imagine that conversation because what would Dean's face look like hearing John say, you know, other people Everything that he feared, yeah. Oh, no, that hurt, that, no. I'm glad they didn't have that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would, it would have been very bad. But like with home, I think it, it, it would have been really important because they got to see Mary. Yeah. And did they ever tell John about that? Did they tell John that they saw Mary's ghost? I mean, they Who must knows? have done at some point. I mean, this is... I don't know. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't I, think they... I don't think he, they did. I don't think they did. They they really haven't... They really don't speak at all about the things they're doing when they're not together, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Communication, please. Yes. Especially, especially since they find out, like, information about monsters like there's they find out new information like they find out how to destroy a striga they find out how to i can't think of any other monsters of the week right now off the top of my head <laughs> too angry <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like they they get new information about ghosts and about how to hunt certain things they need to share that they sh- should share that knowledge if anything i mean yes because john does but i mean yeah John doesn't share anything with them though. You look at like Dead Man's Blood. He went off on loads of like doing loads of stuff without fully explaining why they were doing anything. So this is probably part of the reason why hunters seem pretty ineffective, let's be honest. Yeah. Because where's the sharing of resources, the information? Like it's all very insular, all very man pain repression. Share your knowledge (laughs) have a conference (laughs) i mean it makes sense like that they are all hung up on like oh i've lost someone yeah woe is me like you said man pain it's all very (laughs) tragic it's all very tragic yeah yeah it it comes back to that it's not sharing it's not talking it's not communicating properly which i understand the show wouldn't maybe i think do you know what though i say that that the show maybe wouldn't be as good if they communicated more actually there are points in this where it would have been better if they communicated more yeah, and this is definitely. one of them. I would have liked to have seen John's reaction to what happened in home and what happened in faith with them because mm-hmm. it would have built on their character. I mean, definitely. Because we're just here, just out here speculating. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there's definitely way too much left up to like imagination, which is not mm-hmm. a good thing. Not always. I, I mean, not always. I like a, a fanfic gap as much as anybody else, but I mean, just address it. <laughs> um, yes. So off the back of this conversation, Sam's phone rings and it's Meg. And she's just so snarky. I love her so much. Yeah, uh, she's, she's like the best character of season one. <laughs> definitely. You know, he's literally like, how are you alive? Because they saw her drop from seven stories. Which brings me back to that episode. They climbed seven stories in an elevator shaft and they didn't think that they were they were heard. Come on. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that up. 
Because <laughs> it's so silly. It's silly. <laughs> it's great, but it's silly. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so she wants to talk to John. And they're kind of like pretending that he's not with them. But I mean, John sort of wanders his way over and's like, yeah, give me the phone. She tells him that she killed Pastor Jim and she's got Caleb in Lincoln. It's a, there's a whole bunch of exposition here. So like, basically, they, she says they know, not that she knows, but they know that he has the cult. She's basically taunting John. It's really bad. Like she kills Caleb and like John just like listens to it. You've got to wonder what like pastor jim caleb like who are these people to john mm-hmm. and how long has he known them because he seems very upset like i know obviously that they they seem to be friends like allies so we we definitely know that pastor jim has been a friend for a long time because mm. in the striga episode when i'm guessing dean was like maybe 10 years old i think oh, that's yeah. how old he's supposed to be after the striga attacks sam they are left with pastor jim so they've known him for at least 10 years. 10, Seven, oh, years, yeah. They may not have been... Well, I mean, they would have had to have been good friends because I couldn't imagine he would leave his children with a complete stranger. Um, um, like, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, I, I understand that tone. But he... I mean, you just got to look at his reaction when... Dean failed in that episode the way yeah. he was like holding on to Sam he really does care about he, he really did care about them as small children you're right I, I no that's not bad like yeah I think you're right like he, he wouldn't have left them with anybody that he didn't know like he didn't trust knew right. was probably in the life as well that could protect them also mm-hmm. so it would have to be a hunter I guess probably Caleb is about the same uh, sort of amount of time, judging by his reaction to him dying. It it is sad. Like, I do feel for for John here. Yeah. I mean, he he says that he's going to kill Meg. I mean, what other reaction were we expecting? Yeah. So, I mean, this is where I was coming to, like, earlier in the episode, where I don't feel like we see this sort of, this kind of Meg Mm -hmm. again, like, just killing for killing's sake. And, like, because this is very much Meg following orders. Mm-hmm. versus like what she wants to do this this is coming from like later seasons meg in the context of like season one in this episode this looks like something she kind of enjoys doing <laughs> yeah yeah um and it's kind of interesting because this is this is where the whole trope of them killing off periphery characters starts oh yeah you're right actually this is where that starts how annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, this has more purpose than later seasons, to me. Yes. Because this this is, he, she's saying that by you getting the cult, you have declared war on us. Mm-hmm. Because before, what was happening was that, because, well, th- this is all speculation <laughs> and assumption, but I'm guessing that hunters used to just exercise demons. We do kind of hear that a little bit from John earlier on in the season. Yeah. He says he's going to kill this demon versus just exercise it. So yeah. obviously exercising a demon is not killing it. They don't consider that harmful, I guess. Yeah, it's not um, as bad. Because they yeah, because yeah, they can come back. So it's, it's understandable why she would say that this is proclaiming war. Yeah. Because they are now going to be able to kill demons. That's a good point. Yeah, because he's kind of up the ante, hasn't he? It's like an arms race kind of thing now Mm -hmm. because they had the upper hand and now John has the upper hand. So they need to 
put him back in his place, I guess. So yeah, I don't know if demons really care for each other. <laughs> no, I same... don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. So this is why this tactic works, for John at least. She knows it's going to work. Though, I'm not sure why she knows it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like, there hasn't been any sort of indication that he's he's I... that close to these people. Yeah, I wouldn't call John... He doesn't... Well, we haven't seen it. He wouldn't come across as particularly loyal because he's he says like you know he said before like we're gonna end it no matter what and when people say no matter what it generally brings to mind like almost like a saying no matter who gets hurt you know mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't say that he comes across yeah it's like particularly loyal so it that's why it made me wonder like what are these people to him the thing is okay so what happens is is that she wants him to bring the cult to this warehouse in lincoln and it's it's almost impossible to get to in the time frame that she wants to. But he says that he's going to do it. Then they kind of make a plan about taking a fake gun to Meg. Now I'm wondering, because he's almost kind of using this plan as a distraction so that Sam and Dean can go and hunt the demon that they're interested in, mm-hmm. right? It's a di- Yeah, it's a diversion. I wonder if that hadn't been the case. Like if Sam and Dean weren't there to go get this other demon would he have gone to stop his friends being killed you see Mm, so i'm not sure that it would have worked if they weren't there with him yeah that's true yeah (laughs) because like uh, yeah so they make this plan they're gonna take a fake gun well john's gonna take a fake gun to meg dean isn't happy about this but sam's figured out that they're they're gonna stay behind because and he even says John even says it, that he's going to buy a few hours, so he is using it as like a tactic. This is a tactic. It's not just to mm-hmm. stop his friends being killed or sacrificing himself for his friends. It is a tactic to ultimately get what he wants: the end game of killing this demon. That's true. Oh. So this this is also where they um, discuss like whether Meg is a demon or if she's possessed by by one. Mm-hmm. So you think Meg is a demon? Either that, or she's possessed by one. It doesn't really matter. I just wanted to bring that up. Another sort of, to go back a little bit, I love the fact that she calls him Johnny. I thought it was really funny. I was like, it's so, I can see why Sam hates being called Sammy because it is very like childish kind of. I mean, not yeah. really. Like, I guess if, if you're used to being called John and then someone calls you Johnny, it's just like, it is an insult. But if, you, if you're always being called Johnny, then it's just whatever. Yeah, it's. I guess it, using someone's name in a more familiar way than they're maybe comfortable with is a sign of disrespect, which yes, I've never really thought definitely. about before. But because you just don't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. She's just like baiting him so bad. So they've they've made this. The, the, they did make the plan, and this, he's saying that they're gonna kill the. They're gonna kill the demon. You want us to stay here and kill this demon by ourselves? No, Sam. I want to stop losing people we love. I want you to go to school. I want I want Dean to have a home. I want Mary alive. I just I just want this to be over. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there. There is a lot to unpack. So Um, I guess we can start with the 
this for me it's the school the school line is just like it's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. we kind of know that Sa- that john wanted them to go to college because we find out about the college fund in the previous episode but like he still had anger over it which is mm-hmm. bizarre so the fact that he does actually still want sam to go back to school yeah. okay we'll accept that that's fine yeah but this dean wanting to have a home i didn't expect him to say that no i didn't either and and i think it's because i don't think john knows who dean is no oh you're right oh my gosh because (sighs) yes dean wants a home like he doesn't want to be traveling as much yeah i guess but like at the same time i don't think even dean really knows what he wants he's so he is so happy or not happy he's so i would say almost content with being a hunter yeah right i think so yeah as long as at at this time at at, at this point in time he's very content with being a hunter uh, yeah as long as he has his family with him right Mm -hmm. so it's just like does he really want a home no oh no okay no because dean's family is his home mm-hmm. <laughs> i had to say it and you're right john doesn't understand that about him because this i mean th- this plan is ultimately it's it you know john could get killed it, it's, yeah. a, it's a stupid plan really mm-hmm. and i mean they but they all could this it's a stupid plan like <laughs> absolutely uh, but yeah, you're right. Is it? What does he mean? What does he mean by a home? I, sorry, I'm just like getting hung up on this. Because <laughs> it, it's a it's a weird choice of words. Like, a, you know, a home, a life, like people, like a relationship. Like, what what does he want for Dean? Because it, I don't know. I guess he knows that he's living the same li- of life that John is and maybe that's John projecting onto him as to what mm-hmm. he wants he wants his home back he wants Mary back I don't know yeah because the only the only other thing I can think of is that he, he does like we take it in a literal sense in that he like he thinks that Dean wants a stable place yeah to like operate out of mm. because right now they don't have that. They literally don't have an address. Mm-hmm. So it, it may be, you know, he's thinking that like Dean had four years or however long, yeah, four years of a stable life yeah. in a home. So he's he he thinks that because obviously obviously Dean never expressed what he wanted to John because he wasn't no. allowed to exactly. And maybe now that, you know, Dean's grown a bit of a backbone with John. <laughs> yeah. Um, he can express what in actually what he wants. But the mm. thing is, not even Dean really knows what he wants, I don't think, at this time. I completely agree with you. I think, yeah, this line is just showing that he doesn't really know him. Because you're right, I think he enjoys being a hunter at this moment in time. And all he really wants is, yeah, for them to kind of be together. But long term, I don't think he has any idea. No. Hmm. Huh. I mean, the wanting Mary alive line, I mean, obviously. But, I mean, 
that's not going to solve this one, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he just wants it to be over. I, I get the, uh, the impression from John that, see, I don't know. Would he retire if he if he finished this job? Like if he'd finished it, if he if he killed the demon, would he retire? I don't think yes. he would. I you do. think he would? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think he is in it to. So, though Dean says the family business, yeah, I don't think he means in the sense that the way that he's using family, he's meaning them together. Not okay, yeah. the family businesses, and this is how we run it. Mm. So I, I think John got into this for selfish reasons, and all those years of him hunting were were probably a mixture of research, like to find out how to kill monsters, mm-hmm. yeah, and also to find out what happened to Mary. Outside of that, and saving people just happened to be part of it. But outside mm-hmm. of that, I don't think he cares. You've convinced me. I agree with you. I think he would have just retired, like he would just retire and just like not do it again. But again, like where does that leave Dean? Because I think he couldn't just. <sighs> anyway, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> I mean, the, the the only the only way that I can see it, like with it with Dean, is that they look at John as a resource, as in term in terms of like he has such a large knowledge knowledge base. Yeah. So they they would turn to him, like how they would call him for help. Yeah. He would actually answer the goddamn phone. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, please. <laughs> and yeah. like the like almost like a Bobby type situation where like you know Bobby had all his like his things that he needed to hunt monsters in his home. That would be the same kind of thing. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, I agree with you. I, it just begs the question: like, what does a happy ending look like for John? You know. Um, yeah. because it seems like in his mind here he has one like he has an idea of what it would be but it just seems so far from reality almost at this point you know so do you do you think his happy ending is his death like in his mind I think that's the only ending he can like conceive for himself honestly mm-hmm. yeah so, me too yeah uh, because that's the, that's the only way that line of I want Mary back makes any yeah. sense absolutely Uh, yeah i think his ending for that as he sees it is is him dying and i guess leaving it so it's a safer world for sam and dean so sam can go back to school and dean can do what he wants you know Mm -hmm. uh i don't know the self-sacrificial like winchester mindset is hard to swallow sometimes yes definitely all the time (laughs) all the time (laughs) because they never learn (laughs) yeah so okay so they they meet up again and it's kind of like a in in the middle of nowhere with near this railway line and we see john's trunk again it's the same as it looked in in dead man's blood it's very meticulously organized and sam is with him dean arrives in the impala and he's brought an antique gun which he hands over Oh, and I had a thought here, and I know I'm going on a lot of like little tangents here, but <laughs> can you? I just like getting into Dean's head, like headspace here. Can you imagine how much pressure he felt to choose the right gun? Because you know, <laughs> if something happens to John, he would have been like, "Oh, it's my fault because I got the wrong gun." Like, yeah, that's just like anyway. 
I just thought about Definitely. him in the antique shop, like agonizing over like two different guns. Like if I pick the wrong one, everything is my fault. Ugh. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's it's clear that he knows his weaponry or his firearms. That's true. So he he yes, he's probably freaking out about it, but he also probably does trust his own knowledge. Also, they know what the cult looks like. So I guess in his mind, he knows what he's really looking for. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they say that, don't they? That they're the only ones and some vampires know what the cult looks like. So they can kind of choose anything really that looks sensible. And Dean says like, well, you know know this is a trap, right? (laughs) As he hands over the gun. I can handle her. I got a whole arsenal loaded. Holy water, mandate, amulets. Dead. What? Promise me something. What's that? This thing goes south, just get the hell out. Don't get yourself killed, all right? You're no good to us dead. Same goes for you. John seems to think that he can handle Meg. He seems almost, like, cocky about it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yes and no. Only because, like, surely you'd be a little bit cautious because... Or how how much do you think Caleb told John about Jim's death? Because it was in a church, right? Yeah. So Meg got into a church. That's no small feat, as we found out in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Well, I think, okay, I say that he seems cocky here, but I do think it is just bravado for Sam and Dean. Yeah, probably. I I don't think that. I think he knows this is going to be difficult, so... Yeah, I think it is just bravado. They they have a little like heart to heart here, I guess, as close as they ever get to having a heart to heart. Where Dean's like, you know, promise me something. If it all goes south, get out because you're no good to us dead. And I said his voice cracks a little bit here. <laughs> oh, and I know you 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 noticed that. And you know, John says like the same goes for you. He says here as well. There's only four bullets left, and like, shouldn't there be five? So I think. A revolver and one... he has five cha- five um, chambers or whatever it is. I thought he had six. I don't know. Anyway, it's, I'm keeping count. There are four bullets left. Yep. <laughs> Plus now. a mystery. Plus mystery, maybe a well, mystery bullet. Okay, so actually... So I wrote at the end of Dead Man's Blood that there are six bullets left, right? Right. So, but but we thought that maybe one wasn't in the gun mm-hmm. because so maybe there was five bullets left so I don't understand how they've lost another one but we have to go with there are four bullets left at this moment so okay fine I'll, I'll go with you John maybe you're right maybe um, one got lost <laughs> anyway John kind of like it's very it's supposed to be like symbolic like metaphor but it's very on the nose when he hands the cult to Dean and it's like finish what I started it's your fight you finish this you finish what I started you understand it's very like mm-hmm. passing the torch right oh yeah yeah so yeah so yeah he hands it to him and they all say like see you soon rather than goodbye mm-hmm. yes bon voyage yeah uh, well so Actually, Dean doesn't even say it. Like, he says it after John has left. Oh, yeah. Ugh. He says, like, Blech. later. Oh, no. <laughs> Dean, come on. <laughs> no. 
Right. So yeah, they said their goodbyes or their not so goodbyes for now. And mm-hmm. John arrives. I guess he made it in time because he was saying like it's gonna be a really long drive and he didn't go on a plane. So it's, they kind of build up to like what he's gonna do in this bit. So he takes his holy water and a rosary with him, and he is kind of looking around the warehouse place, like outside, and he looks up at the roof and there's like a smokestack thing up there, and it's like oh this will be handy later. And then it cuts back to Sam and Dean watching Monica. <laughs> Sam's theorizing how they could get Monica to leave the house. Maybe we could tell him there's a gas leak. Might get him out of the house for a few hours. And how many times has that actually worked for us? Yeah. Could always tell him the truth. Nah. I know. And they mention here the gas leak line, which they try to use in bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it does. It, It does eventually work. In the beginning of season 15, they evacuate a whole town because there's a gas leak. Oh my gosh, you're right. Was that a callback? <laughs> that was a callback. It was. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the, the deep cut skies. Well, so, I mean, that only worked because there's a whole network of them, so it makes yeah. it look better than just like two random dudes like hey you got a gas leak <laughs> or not it can even be two because like sam has already interested introduced himself as a neighbor around the corner like, yeah yeah it just exactly. literally be dean so i love that that there's a cool bat in season 15 i didn't even think that that uh, <laughs> and sam says like oh we could tell them the truth and like i love this because they kind of look at each other and they're like nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah it's it's funny because that's basically the only bit of humor in this episode it it really is and it's like it shouldn't really be that funny (laughs) because it's actually kind of serious yeah it really is but i guess they have to find humor in something exactly so they're kind of sat there they're kind of they're wondering when they should go in and and you know set up a base um because they want to get it before it gets them and Sam kind of thinks about, he wonders how John's doing. And they kind of say, like, you know, because Dean said at the end of uh, Dead Man's Blood, you know, we're stronger together. And they kind of Mm -hmm. echo that here. I'd feel a lot better if we were there backing him up. (laughs) I'd feel a lot better if he were here backing us up. They know they should all be together and that this is a stupid plan. (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely which is kind of it's it's a little bit of a i feel like it's a little bit of a a reverse because usually like sam is out there trying to prove that they can be independent yeah for him to well i guess it's also like a i guess he understands where like they're about to face off um you know about against their nemesis so yeah this is too important for them to be split up for it i think yeah yeah Okay, so we cut back to John on the roof of the warehouse and like Meg arrives, but luckily she doesn't spot him. He like ducks out of the way and Mm -hmm. we see him uh, bless the water in a water tank on the roof. Um, And I like the shot of the like rosary sinking into the water tank. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. I also liked how they used a red light on the back of Meg's head. 
Yeah. So it kind of kind of looked like <laughs> she was from hell. There was there's no sort of indication that there was a red light anywhere, but like there <laughs> she is in red. Anyway, I thought that's kind of cool. So yeah, then then we cut back to Sam and Dean. So there's a lot of going back and forth between these. Obviously, it would have to. And you know, he's he's again talking about kind of it kind of reminded me of like home, like how yeah. they were discussing like how it feels at this moment like it's such an impactful moment that they're they're near the end of their journey <laughs> and even dean acknowledge, acknowledges that this time it's different he kind of um picks up on the self-sacrifice of like <gasps> sam and john because he says nobody's dying tonight yeah uh, th- there's a whole speech here that sam does like he thanks dean for yeah. like everything like he says like having your having my back like i can always count on you dean uh i want to thank you for what for everything you've always had my back you know even when i couldn't count on anyone i could always count on you and uh I don't know, I just want to let you know. Just in case. Whoa, 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 are you kidding me? What? Don't say just in case something happens to you. I don't want to hear that freaking speech, man. Nobody's dying tonight. Not us, not that family, nobody. Except that demon. That evil son of a bitch isn't getting any older than tonight, you understand me? I said here that, like, while Sam is saying this to him, I think Dean looks confused. And this... This is the worst thought I've ever had. So I wrote it down and I'm going to tell everyone else. <laughs> I realised while Sam is saying this, like, you know, how much he, like, loves and appreciates Dean. Like, you know, that he's always got his back, it's always there for him, you know, and he just wanted to let him know. And he says he wants to let him know just in case, like, in case they die, in case something happens. Mm-hmm. And I realised people only ever tell Dean that they love and appreciate him oh, when God. they think they're about to die. <laughs> Oh god, I hate you. I absolutely hate you. <laughs> but it's absolutely true. Like yep. is that I can I couldn't think and I I mean maybe someone could correct me. I couldn't think of a single time when any character has ever said anything about Dean that they, you know, they like like in that thread, you know, that he's a good person that they that he, you know, has their back that he, that they love them without the threat of death and <sighs> Dean even says it. He even says the next line, like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't. Like, if some, you know, it, in, that, in that moment of, like, you know, self-sacrifice, it makes it seem like it's final, you know, if mm-hmm. someone's telling you that. So you wouldn't want to hear it. Um, you know what exactly what I'm thinking of. Yes, I know what you're thinking of. <laughs> <sighs> those who know know uh, it will come up again you know God, it really is everybody <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> oh, that's such a depressing thought and it's how so much, sad I, like how much must that mess you up as a person that no one ever tells you they appreciate you unless they're leaving you i like, mean and sometimes it's not even like so 
the way that you said leaving you it is it's not even when if someone's about to die it's literally like <sighs> i have tears in my eyes like i'm me too i'm so sad for dean winchester can someone just give him a hug <laughs> <laughs> and not leave him and then not leave <laughs> to stick around it yeah I, the 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 sheer abandonment issues i just can't even go into it it's, yeah yeah uh, it's the worst you know he he kind of makes a joke he does say like you said no one's dying tonight no one except that demon and he you know and i said look but he still looks very emotional as he turns away from sam <laughs> yeah i mean he doesn't know what's coming but we do <laughs> i just oh. yeah but that conversation for me was just it was too it was too much too much oh i just i'm so angry about how they treat him sometimes (laughs) (laughs) someone just like he just needs the appreciation please yes yes Um, he does i'm ready to move on so they are back at the factory or or back at the factory like john approaches meg and I just love that she's basically, she insults him for a good, like, two minutes. Now, I must admit, considering what they say about you, I thought you'd be taller. (laughs) (laughs) I always love that I thought you'd be taller line, and, like, villains use it so much, and I don't know why that's such a, like, a read. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of true. Like, you, when you build up somebody, like, to the point of a John Winchester, he should be a giant among men, but he's just a man. <laughs> it made me wonder, like, what do they say about him? Like, what is his legend? Because you don't really find that out, like, ever. Like, what That's are the campsite, like, fireside stories that demons <laughs> tell about John Winchester? And, uh, I mean, eventually that get, kind of gets wiped out because it's a, then it's about just the Winchesters in terms of Sam and Dean. I think a lot of people forget about John, which I'm glad. Um, I <laughs> wow (laughs) yeah I just I do love Meg I do like Mm. as evil as she is and like she's just she's great she's so good but not I think I think part of it is that you don't see many like women as villains who are this ruthless I I think that was that wasn't very common especially in like the early 2000s I don't remember it being like seeing very ruthless women i think that's what i like about her like she's mm-hmm. just out she's she's maybe following orders but she's always like also just like out, out for, for herself yeah and having fun <laughs> yeah i mean the, the only kind of thing i'm thinking of is maybe like there's like buffy as well there's a couple of well there's, there's one yeah exactly there's uh, one <laughs> there's there's only one yeah there is a few you're right in buffy but yeah i, I don't think to the same they don't have the same impact as I feel sometimes as Meg. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, and I I do enjoy the fact that Meg is so long lasting in this series yeah. as well, and like she she keeps up that kind of ruthless insults to everybody <laughs> and anybody because she, she's truly not scared at all. No, I don't think she ever shows much fear at all in this in the seasons. To be honest, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the anyway. the only person that she has sort of caution around is her I say quote unquote father because I'm not even sure she's really his yeah. child. Ooh. Ooh. So, we'll get into that. Yeah. 
another demon sort of or i assume it's a demon um uh, shows yeah up. I, I assume so too and i was like who is this guy i have no recollection of you <laughs> so according to the credits his name is tom okay <laughs> um great cool name uh <laughs> he doesn't really say anything he's just kind of there for a minute i thought he would he would like because obviously this is a trap yeah for a minute i thought he was gonna be like the real demon that they are hunting see i remembered okay so just to go ahead a little bit i like john gives the cult over and meg hands it to this demon tom I remembered vaguely that someone gets shot with the fake gun to like kind of prove that it's fake. And I thought mm-hmm. that Meg was going to shoot Tom with it because he was just like a nobody character. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but no, it's the other way around. He takes it and shoots Meg with it, like kind of in the ch- chest almost. You shot me. I can't believe you just shot me. And obviously it turns out to be a fake because she doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> and th- so <laughs> I wrote here <laughs> always killing the female antagonist <laughs> because it's true if if the if the gun was real she would have been dead and I would have been very upset yeah <laughs> and also they definitely could have like the things that happen they definitely could have had her shoot Tom the demon yeah. instead I'm just gonna call him Tom the demon because I'm quite enjoying that <laughs> um, yeah it was a weird one but it also is quite good for the line that she said like, she's like getting well angry about being shot like it's like a really minor inconvenience (laughs) (laughs) i like that what that tells you about demons because it gives you a good insight into like oh they are really tough but things do still bother them Mm -hmm. you know so i mean it kind of brings into question who who tom is like is he a higher ranking demon than she is he seemed to have some kind of like knowledge on the cult like I am really not sure why yeah. he's there maybe he plays a bigger role in the next episode because I was really like why is I this don't... guy here <laughs> yeah he I mean he must do like because yeah I guess so yeah and I mean so we we know that demons lie as well so it could have literally been that like he said he might have known about the cult but really he just wanted to get out of hell <laughs> yeah I mean you know there could have been a few things I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see like because I think he's definitely going to be in the next episode, like what he's doing. Yeah. I, I also like the line that Meg says, like, because he starts to like back away and is trying mm-hmm. to get out and she's following him and says, we're, uh, we're going to strip the skin from your bones. I've never used a gun. How could I know it wouldn't work? I'm so not in the mood for this. I've just been shot. Well, then I guess you're lucky the gun wasn't real. That's funny, John. We're going to strip the skin from your bones. But that was funny. So like she can she could take a joke. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. I love I just love her so much. She's very so multifaceted, Meg. I feel like yeah, she's fun. Yeah, I lo- I love a fun villain. I love a fun villain. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so John is kind. Of, he he initially feigns ignorance that like oh I didn't realize it was a fake. I've never shot it, and uh, <laughs> and then sort of like manages to run off uh, mm-hmm. into like some maintenance tunnels that we saw him in earlier. So. Dean is calling John and he's getting no answer and Sam is kind of giving excuses as to why he might not be answering. Um, This is why they're still sat in the Impala outside the house. But then things start happening. The radio starts glitching and there's wind. (laughs) Lights are flickering. 
Mm-hmm. So another side note. This is a very minor side note. Why is it that in TV shows, because this is like we know it's going to be midnight because we saw in the in Sam's vision that the the clock stops at midnight. Yeah. Why is it that in TV shows and movies lamps are kept on all night? <laughs> Nobody does that. Look, Adam, the show is dark enough. Like I tried to <laughs> screenshot it the other day and it, I just got a black screen. So <laughs> look, let them have their lamps. Because <laughs> I was just thinking like, I can't imagine what their electric bill is. Oh. Plus in, in 2006, we didn't have LED light bulbs. So like those light bulbs got hot. So it's actually kind of dangerous yeah no, I... fire safety <laughs> <laughs> don't leave your lamps on all night people <laughs> yeah uh, you know unless you're shooting a tv show um... <laughs> shooting a tv show so we, we see john get back he manages to get back to his truck he did a little run he managed to get back to his truck but all his tires are flat okay this is telling way more about me than john winchester here but i've definitely driven on a flat tire can you just can you just not if they're all flat <laughs> what would happen is that your the rims will get like deformed so well technically yes you could probably drive like a little bit it's like if you wanted to then replace those tires you'd have to replace everything ah but Um, like you know in a life or death situation you know (laughs) like this i feel like he could have driven off maybe yeah anyway i think he he could have at least gotten like maybe a mile away because they they weren't just flat they were they were flat, flat. They were completely yeah. deflated, like slashed open. So I don't, I don't think so. Because I've I, I've also driven on a flat before, um, <laughs> but it was just the one. Yeah, same. Um, it was the one. Yeah, I just wondered because like I just thought about it when he turned up and he like immediately gave up. I was like, couldn't you have gone a little way with that? I don't know, and stolen another car. But he doesn't. He runs off again, and the, again, like the good cutting back and forth because. Is trying to show this is all happening at the same time. So Sam and Dean have broken into Monica's house and they're kind of sneaking around. Oh, I love that her husband like confronts him with a baseball bat. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Mr. please be quiet and listen to me. Be quiet and listen to me. We're trying to help you. Yeah, like, that's it never, great. Like it doesn't always happen. Like they manage to get away with it most of the time. But I mean. Dean overpowers him pretty easily and like pins him to the wall with this baseball bat. And um, mm-hmm. he does, he tries to explain that they're there to help him. Mm-hmm. And like Sam shouting to Monica, like, don't go into the nursery. I mean, I think, I think Dean like punches her husband and like he knocks him out, I think. Because he puts him over his shoulder. So I don't yes, know. Yes, I guess so. Him. Yeah, like. I, I guess it's helping him more than hurting him in the long run yeah like I can't imagine him wanting to try and because he, he doesn't want the husband to go back inside yeah exactly which is exactly what they he would have done if he was conscious yeah um, I mean yeah so he, he manages to, to get him out of the house I think and then yeah. we see Sam running up to the nursery and kind of the scene is playing out so Monica's been pinned to the wall she's like sliding up it as he runs in and he shoots at the demon like it's there and he shoots at it well before that 
it, we focus on his eyes and they are yellow. When Sam fires the cult, the demon turns to smoke. So th I guess this is where a powerful demon can make a body, basically. Oh, that's yeah, that's what you're thinking. See, I don't know if he's just teleporting, Crowley style. I don't know, because mm -hmm. I, I do understand what you're saying. Like maybe, yeah, they can manifest without a vessel, but we don't see that again, ever. All the other powerful demons have vessels. Right. Mm. So, so I don't know. I, again, I think they hadn't got their lore right <laughs> just yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And then, oh, this Dean runs in and like grabs the baby just as the cot is setting fire. Whew. Which is terrifying. <laughs> it made me really stressful. Like I knew it wasn't real, but I was like, oh no, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of interesting that instead of burning the mother, the demon went after the baby. Mm, it's like it's trying to like cover something up or like hiding some evidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. I'm I'm just so shocked that everybody's so surprised that this is happening. Like Monica <laughs> and her husband. Yeah. And Mary. <sighs> I don't know. Yes, but 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 okay. So when they get, I understand what you're saying, but when they get outside, Monica's immediately at her husband. Like, no, they were helping us. They were saving us. So. Did she kind of know, did she realise in that moment what was going on? I don't think so. I, I think we're giving the writers too much credit on that one. <laughs> I think it's literally because she just saw two men like, well, he saw, she saw Dean save her baby. Yeah. And she like wasn't being dragged up a wall anymore. Um, That's true because you're right. They had established that canon from season six, whatever it is, like about why this is happening so they wouldn't have known but i guess if you look at her reaction you could read it that way if you wanted to yeah if you wanted to yes but like i said i think that's giving the writers too much credit yeah <laughs> so yes she thanks them and I, I, it's nice for them to see them being thanked actually i just i appreciate that for a second <laughs> um, um. yeah and then we go back to the factory and john is still running he thinks he's gotten away and then we see him get pinned to the wall by tom the demon oh yes um, and he's like getting dragged up 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 the wall and kind of that's kind of it <laughs> like it i'm not really sure i'm not really sure what that i guess is to show that he's been caught i thought it was quite ironic that he was trying to phone them but dropped yeah. the phone as he got pinned in the wall. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so yeah, John's, John's got caught as all this is happening. So it's like when we do cut back to the house and it's on fire and it's on like fire, fire. There's like, a, it's like exploding essentially. It um, explodes from like multiple angles. I wrote here, <laughs> they got their money's worth. Like, I think they only had one chance and we're like, put all the cameras on it. We need... <laughs> Three angles of this explosion. Exactly. <laughs> I guess, how many times did they get to blow up a house in the beginning season? <laughs> Not many. Very true. That was very true. So, like, Sam wants to go back inside because he, he basically can, like, like, he thinks the demon's still in there and Dean is, like, physically holding him back. Sam, no! Dean, let me go! It's still in there! Put into the ground! It's suicide! I don't care! I do! Uh, and they see the demon in the flames, like watching them, like, ah, ha, ha, ha. That's what I thought he was doing. <laughs> That's totally what he was doing. He's having a maniacal cackle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they didn't, no one, no one was doing well today. They were having a bad day. 
I mean, that was that was bound to happen anyway. Yeah. One, it was a short episode. Two, it's like I said, a lead up episode. Yeah. So nothing could really truly happen. Their plans were they, their plans had to fail. Like yeah, it's just the way that storytelling goes. Yeah, this final scene, everything was about this. Everything <sighs> was. was about it. I hate it. I hate so it. Ba- Back at the motel, I'll I'll go through a few so you don't have to deal with the pain. Dean's trying to ring John and he's saying that something's wrong. And Sam is like angry. You hear me? Something's happened. If you had just let me go in there, I could have ended all this. Sam, the only thing you were to end was your life. Dean's saying like, you know, you're just ready to sacrifice yourself and that's not gonna happen while I'm around. So what, you're just willing to sacrifice yourself? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, you're damn right I am. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen, not as long as I'm around. What the hell are you talking about, Dean? We've been searching for this demon our whole lives. It's the only thing we've ever cared about. Sam, I wanna waste it. I do, okay? But it's not worth dying over. What? I mean it. If hunting this demon means you getting yourself killed, then I hope we never find the damn thing. This is how we know Dean is not John. But Sam yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because uh, nothing, ooh, <laughs> nothing comes, <laughs> like, nothing's higher, like, nothing's worth losing family over. Nothing's worth it. Yeah, and when no. they have had to make those, those decisions about family being over the world, which isn't very often, they are very emotionally weighted, you know, mm-hmm. I feel. So yeah, yeah Dean is not John. John wouldn't think this way. He would, I fully believe if it was really the only option that Sam and Dean would get hurt killing this demon. If he was, yeah. yeah. I agree. He also says to Sam, You said yourself once that no matter what we do, they're gone and they're never coming back. I mean, this is from, this is from episode one. That's exactly what he said in episode one. And then it's the reverse of what happened. Yep. I know. My, it's funny how this line changes because I feel like Dean and Sam say this line a lot that like it, it goes from they're never coming back to no matter what happens, we're getting them back. Oh God, you're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. As we it find does. out how like death works in this show, like that switch happens. Like you know, we have to let it go, as to like we can't let this go. It's really interesting, and I, I, I think I know when the switch happens, but I just want to be totally sure before I say it. At that, Sam slams him against the wall and says, "Like, don't you say that?" And you're right; it's the reverse of the first episode where Dean mm-hmm. slams him against that bridge, saying, "Don't you talk to about her like that." <gasps> yep yep it's the yep. exact opposite and sam does kind of come to to term with that because he does let him go after dean says the three of us that's all we have it's all i have sometimes i feel like i'm barely holding it together man without you or dad the three of us is all we have and it's all I have 
and you know what I'm gonna use two cause fuck that <laughs> because that it's horrible I hated that line it made me so sad he really does not have anything else he kinda never does you're right like Sam has this whole life that like could have it could have been could have been outside of hunting like he had the like academic prospects he kind of had almost like the world knowledge as well to like get by in the real world if that makes sense mm-hmm. whereas like at this point okay at this point he couldn't get out this like you know yeah i don't mm-hmm. think and i say at this point <laughs> and also like you know we we don't we don't really know we kind of do know dean's personality like he's obviously very comfortable in a bar setting yeah and we do know like later on it's revealed that you know he wanted a roadhouse (laughs) um so like that that is what he was going for and with again with sam because i think is it ever clear what type of law he wanted to go into no we've talked about this before i don't think so because, like, I would imagine it would be criminal law. Only Same. because, like, he could do, like, the investigation part of it and stuff like that. Because he's already got those skills. Yeah. So, like you said, Sam would be fine in the real world. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just so sad. I was just... I don't I mean, like it. Yeah. He says, like... Why, Dean? Why did you do this to me? He says, like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm barely holding it together. Like, without you and dad, and then he kind of trails off. Like, mm-hmm. what would happen to Dean without without Sam and John? At this point, like, what would happen to him? Because it, I feel like it would just be, like, self-destruction. Like, Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. He would, he would hunt until he literally couldn't stand anymore, I would imagine. Exactly. I think so, too. Like, he, he just wouldn't go on without them. And, like, that's when Sam realises, like, how... Imp- I think he makes that same connection. Like, oh what would Dean do yeah. if we both died? And he says, like, you know, let's try dad again. I was going to say, he, he comes to his senses because, like, he's, he's, I guess he's not really realising what Dean is saying, like, at the beginning of the scene, mm-hmm. that, like, John is not picking up his phone. Yeah. And so then, then when he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is actually unusual. We need to get in contact with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah he definitely makes that realization that like him not picking up his phone means that something is wrong whereas dean is already thinking i mean he's probably been thinking that since he left so well and also he's been thinking that since they were outside the house because he he was calling john then too but he couldn't answer the phone (laughs) actually i think i wrote earlier that he uh he's worried about him like a mom or a mother he's like a worried mother mother henning yes yeah <laughs> but so it's, it's good that you know sam comes to his senses and then so we cut to the factory and we hear john's phone is ringing i'm assuming john's like tied to a chair or something we don't really see it well um, it's we just see... kind of implying that he's dead right this last scene because they don't yeah i him, guess like, so purposefully mm-hmm yeah i guess because i i guess i'm taking my knowledge from other seasons where like they're tied to a chair for some reason (laughs) yeah because we we don't see what happened to john we just see him like pinned to the wall that's right Mm -hmm. 
and Meg picks up the phone. You boys really screwed up this time. Where is he? You're never gonna see your father again. And then it's to be continued. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love a to be continued episode. <sighs> Do we though? Imagine have to wait a week. Imagine. Oh wait, we uh, I, know. Are, I guess. Uh, so imagine waiting a week but not knowing what's coming because we we know that <laughs> what's coming. <laughs> They've been playing up this whole episode like like John's going off to be like self-sacrificial. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. have surprised me if they had killed him off in the, in the final episode of season one. Like if I was watching it as yeah. a new viewer. I mean, overall, Salvation is a good episode because, but it is a lead up episode. So I would say not a whole lot happens. There are some good conversations in there. Some good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely sad. a lot to think about, as we know, because I don't know how many tangents we've gone on in this episode. So, <laughs> we've gone on a quite a few. <laughs> oh, there, there are three bullets left because Sam shot one. Do you think John? No, John wouldn't be angry because that wasn't his fault. Would they talk about it? <laughs> like we said earlier. Yeah, I mean, he definitely shot at it, so he probably wouldn't be mad at him for that. But yeah, now they've only got three left. Hmm, I don't mm. know. I'm really looking forward to watching the finale with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it's kind of exciting. Like, we're at the end of season one. I can't believe we did it. I know. We got through. It's gone so quickly. It really has. And it's so funny because you know there's a lot of stuff going on in in the fandom at the moment while we're making this podcast and it's it's interesting to then do this every week and go back and watch these episodes with this background of theories and like conspiracies Mm -hmm. (laughs) going on at the same time so I'm really enjoying myself and uh, I've had a few comments from people about season one generally and uh, some comments about the fandom at the time and I'd really appreciate some more like please please send them over it's really nice to see an insight and it's nice to document these things I think you know yeah this, definitely. this show has a legacy <laughs> and getting all like it, serious but <laughs> it, I mean it really does it, it truly does and like it's gonna it's gonna stay with the fans forever we we are affected by it <laughs> yeah I mean, we we are like we wouldn't be here if if it didn't let's like, be real <laughs> i had a thought the other day that i'm gonna be thinking about this t- stupid tv show for the rest of my life i like yeah i'm mad about it but i'm not uh, i could have chosen worse maybe maybe mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe. You're like, oh, I'll be over one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping so. But at the same time, I know that I'm going to be like, I might even show this show to my nephews when they're old enough. But yeah. Like, I feel like they would enjoy it. Because it's not a bad TV show. Exactly. It's really not. I just, I can't, I would have to shut up when I was watching it. I couldn't be like... <laughs> Like I couldn't, I couldn't bring this podcast into the the probably the millionth because they're way too young now to watch it. Yeah, um, it will probably be the third or fourth rewatch at that time. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Uh, okay. Well, I guess this is why we're making this right. We're trying to escape. I, I feel yeah. very much still in the clutches 
of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I mean, what, we're, we're coming up to six months out of the season series finale now? Yes. Yeah. Right? It's not a long time. It's not. And there's some there's serious there's some serious uh questions to be had about it, so I'm still you processing. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean if if you couldn't have guessed from last week's episode. Yeah. We're yeah. definitely still still processing. I mean, so the next episode is Devil's Trap. Yeah, season finale. So season this... finale. This episode is um, a little, maybe going to be a little longer, um, and probably the next one will be as well. So look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Devil's Trap. Oh, this is a this is a Crypt Key Manners episode. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not. No, I'm not ready either. <laughs> <laughs> so still stuck here in purgatory. We, we it may take may take a few more tries you know we're we're at the stream <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll see you guys next week bye bye <laughs>